Content Riffin is filmed in front of a live internet audience. I am riffing. Mitch is riffing. What more can I say? Straight riffing. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that pillow. This show is intended for mature audiences only. I've seen a lot of this. I don't know how much more disgusting this experience could get. Are you really not having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. I just can't believe how disgusting you are. I kept yelling, I'm, I'm not going to whip the dick out. We talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Featuring your host, Mitch Marzoni. I don't walk around going like, hey, I'm really weird. Look at me, I'm weird. As far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly normal. It's uh, it's a litmus test for people. I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right. All right. Hate mercenary. Hate, hate, hate for hire. Hate for hire. I should put on a bit of scuzz. There are two victimless crimes, all right? One, jerking off when your window's open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia. I'm confessing to a large-scale crime. Okay. All right. right Legs akimbo engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archive for posterity. Great internet. So, uh, it'll, uh, it'll come back to haunt you every day. It's time to rip. Oh, that is right, bitches and motherfuckers. It is uh August 6, 2012, uh ostensibly episode uh 73 2. What are we at? 72 and a half. Uh yes, 72 and a half at the very least. We had a bit of a uh we had a bit of a <clears throat> uh, an issue. We'll talk about it in a moment. I am your host Reverend Mitch. Uh, welcome to Stray Riffin. Uh, with me, as always, is the difficult brown, the hater for hire, Mr. Teddy T.M.I. Tutson. How the fuck are you, sir? Oh, Mitch, uh, I'm feeling dandy right now. Uh, I'm on that uh, landed free, home of the brave Riffin right now, on that uh, Nat X Riffin, you know what I'm saying, son, on that dashiki with a pitchfork and torch Riffin right now, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, you had me up until the Nat X and the dashiki. <laughs> Uh, you lost me on that. I don't know where. I don't know what the hell that well, is. It's always a good time for dashiki, Mitch. All right. I don't know what that is. But yeah, all right. it's a dashiki. It's, you know, it's the uh, African, oh, African right. god, okay. if you will. Okay. And our guest tonight is not here. Not the fault of the guest. That was our own mishap. Um, Some internal riffing uh, miscommunication. So. Yeah. Apologies. As as we, you know, it's as as we grow uh, as a as a podcast and we... Uh, you know, we we carry on and we uh, uh, do our thing and we get uh, more, um, what's I'm looking for, uh, responsibilities and such. We we start to farm out some things, put feelers out, extended feelers, you see. It's like I, I, uh, I have a device that I call DOS Instrument, uh, which is a long sort of pole. And it has a button on the top, and on the other hand, it has sort of like the Total Recall claws that come out of this hole and grab things. And uh, so I can't reach behind, you know, certain things with my, my arm. So I use that to extend my arm and, and get things. So we sort of have that insofar as booking people. Yeah. We have a DOS instrument. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, you know, miscommunications will happen. Um but you know, it's, it's just what happens when Griffin Industries keeps uh, keeps growing, you know. As it goes, yeah. I uh, I registered the domain over the weekend of riffopolis.com. Holla! Riffopolis, baby! We did it! Trademark! Franchise! <laughs> Holla at him! Riffopolis <laughs> in your city, running it. <laughs> because I could not think of a proper name for the studio or what I wanted to put all the upcoming podcasts I'd like to do under. Uh, yeah. A banner and such. I wanted like one, uh, 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 
unified banner. Yeah. Some website where I could put all the podcasts that are either recorded here or that just uh, are in the network, yeah. as it were. We might the, the Rivopolis to... network is a brilliant network. You understand? The streets of Rivopolis. You got you can find everything you want to in the streets of Rivopolis. You got your news. You got your sports. You got your weather. You got your politics. You got your money. You got your health. You got some bitches. Your... Bitches, we bitches. <laughs> you got some bitches. I guess. Yes. You got some all some, right. some douse bags, I suppose. Yeah. You got Ed Hardy all right. t-shirts. All right. All right. Skeezies, well, holes, uh, skip scops, scallywags. Yeah. <laughs> Zips, Lobos, Tramps, Losers, Jocks, Nerds, Geeks. They all love him. They think he's a righteous dude. Uh, yeah, so I, I started writing down uh, some podcasts that I will... Uh, yeah. uh, most of these involve me. Can we can we tip the hand here? Uh, Straight Ribbon, of course. Mitch Gets High, which I've recorded two episodes of. Or yeah. one and a half. I don't okay, know. I, I gotta get on that one. one. You know yeah, saying? yeah. You it's a real to get VIP guest list for that shit. Uh, I Velvet might... Groups. I might uh, resurrect my Mitch and his dad podcast, but at the very least, I'll put all the old episodes on there. You're going to bring that one back? You yeah. ready to bring it back? You, uh, had, you had enough time to uh, recharge the batteries? You ready to go back in, Tony Stark? Huh? Uh, huh? You know, it's just, it's a good thing. In, in the words of Martha Stewart, it's a good thing. <laughs> I pretty much did that because I I like the idea that somewhere, and I think we did 38 episodes. So I have almost 40 hours or maybe a little over 40 hours of talking to my dad about things that happened throughout the week, uh, personal, political, social, you name it. And it's just nice to have that. You know what I mean? Just that, uh, not that I agree with him on almost anything at all. Uh, but it's, it's good. If anybody's ever like, what's your dad like? I can be like, Oh, if I, if I got a, got a treat for you. And we ended on a really weird episode. It was right after Steve Jobs died, and we got into sort of that talk about the 1% and things like that. And you, you listened to that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because I was listening to it a bit last night, just that episode. And it was interesting towards the end. Uh, I just sort of let him talk, but there was some things that he said that I was just like, I can't believe. Like, you know what I mean? You don't get to really talk to those kinds of people. Right. You know, like a one-on-one, have a conversation without Believe me, it, I, I, without, I get that shit. I'll, I get it, bro. I get you know, you don't get to have it without, like, somebody going, oh, let's let's film this for Fox News or some shit like You know what I mean? And, like, everybody's trying I'm to bring Bob their Walters. weird agendas and things. So it was just, like, him sort of just being himself. And it was just interesting when um, uh, the way he was talking about things. So uh, I might bring that back. I might just put up the episodes I have. Then I, I really want to do like a techie nerd show where I talk about all kinds of nerdy stuff and make weird metaphors and stuff. I have a tendency, you know me, uh, making sex metaphors about everything. And I think there's a place in this world for a a, uh, a, a tech show that curses. So uh, vul- I, I, vulgar tech is vulgar what I'm tech. Call it. Yeah, vulgar tech. I like that. Vulgar tech. That's a good working title. That's a good working I, uh, title. I think it might work. That. And then uh, last on the list, uh, just I forgot to add, there's one more after this I want to add, but okay. uh, last on this particular list is the Untitled Teddy Politics Show. Ah. <laughs> the, the, the long, fabled, much-discussed show that you always toss out every now and then. I just, you need to have your own soapbox somewhere. <laughs> You know right I mean? after the vulgar tech show hour? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be an hour. No, like, I, don't I don't know if it's going to be like, it. a, like a live, you know. I, okay. I know. Stay tuned after vulgar tech for <laughs> Teddy's very angry politics <laughs> yelling at your face show. <laughs> 
Bro, I tell you, you could put that on so many t-shirts. Teddy's very angry politics yelling at your face show. Selling hotcakes. I would have bootleg vendors in Inglewood passing that shit out like it was nothing, son. Cedric feels me on that. Yo, yo, yo. Get your <laughs> Teddy Angry Politics yelling at your face show t-shirt. I got it right here. I also got your Teddy what Angry is that Politics acronym? yelling at my face show yo, mugs yeah, right? and hats. Yo, yo, car flags, son. <laughs> yo, I'm all on the game, baby. License plate holder. I'm employing all the street vendors. <laughs> Inglewood, what up? <laughs> Azusa, holler at him. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can work out the acronym. Uh, Teddy's very angry oh. politics yelling at your face show. That's Tavapi Avis. Tavapi Avis! Got your Tavapi Avis shirt right shout next out. to the KFC. Shout out to my Tavapi Avis's. <laughs> The funny thing is, like, if you just do it all stoic, like, just a straight face. Uh, welcome to Teddy's uh, Very Angry Politics Yelling at Your Face show. Right. Today we'll be sitting in with... Uh, Desmond. <laughs> the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> well, it's very nice to be here. I enjoy being on the Yelling at Your Face program. <laughs> I must admit to you, there is far less yelling at my face than I expected. Uh, the other week I was listening to Tavapi Apis. <laughs> And I believe you are yelling at the face of a man who <laughs> seems to think Ron Paul is a, is a, a valid choice for an election. Well, I don't know how you book Dale Earnhardt Jr., but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's weird is actually in Phoenix, there's a, uh, there's a there's a Ford dealership, a, a chain of Ford dealerships, probably the biggest one. And if you ever saw the commercials, you would think that you were on like some weird acid and watching Raising Arizona. But it's Dale Earnhardt Ford. Not the Daler, the intimidated. a different. Oh, a Daler. different, a different Daler. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not making guy not making this up. He's been running commercials since the fucking I, I assume seventies, but they were all over the place in the eighties. And it was a it was a Daler and Hart, and uh, he'd show off all the Fords, and at the very end he'd say, "I'm Dale Earnhardt, and that ain't no bull." And he would point to a guy on a horse. You know, like in Raising Arizona, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm painted Arizona, yeah. unpainted. You know, I got the finest unpainted boudoir, douche, you know, and then uh, it's a, uh, best deals in town. And my name ain't Nathan Arizona. So they very much the, right. and that ain't no bull. And then, you know, I think at one point they may have actually used a bull, which screwed my whole mind up because I was like, but that, but that is a, that, that a, a bull. Uh, anyway, so you need to come up with your Teddy Very Angry Politics yelling at your face show. Bro, that would be the best, pro- be the best <laughs> promos of all time, son. If everything was like real NPR, sweaty ball style. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, welcome to Teddy's Very Angry uh, yelling at your face. Politics uh, yelling at your face show. You know how uh, <laughs> persecution is just a thing that you deal with every day? And you know how white people be. (laughs) You know how white people be uh, changing the conditions of the game, make it seem like they're ahead when they're so far behind they think they're in first. You know how white people be telling you the person with the most votes wins, and then as soon as a black guy gets the most votes, then it's not true anymore. We'll be back right after this. Ah, uh, good time. And then it's got to be like a barbershop quartet that takes me out to the mm. fucking, to the bridge. Teddy, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy. Very angry. 
Teddy's very angry. <laughs> Teddy's very angry. Politics yelling at your face show. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about that uh, the Krusty, uh, the Simpsons episode with Krusty with the uh, the old man. He's like, old gray man, she ain't what you do. <laughs> old gray man ain't what she used to be. Ain't and now the old gray man singers. Oh, old yeah. gray man, she ain't what she used to be. be. I just like a bunch of old. Oh God! Yo, son, we'll be Nielsen champions, B. My my favorite uh, old man moment on The Simpsons is where uh, where the the uh, the Who shot Mr. Burns episode, and mm. they walk up to God. I can never remember his name. He's got a real weird name. The guy who talks like this. Oh, yeah, it's killing me. Somebody at home will know. Uh, Ripopolis, <laughs> come along. We just registered you as a domain. Come on, baby. Uh, so. Uh, they walk up to him and they were like, they said something like, "You shot so and so's wooden leg with your something or other." And he he was like listening to something. And he goes, "Wait a minute, who shot a wooden what now?" <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, yes, love it. Yeah, yeah, that's I can't, good. I can't remember uh, for some reason it's killing me. I don't know who that person uh, is. Anyway, yeah, who shot a wooden what now? Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Um, yeah. So the idea is, ideally, the website would have all of the shows, and then I'm going to have a wiki so that, like, a user... Ed- I've been wanting a wiki for this show. Yeah, well, a straight riff so and wiki, be a wiki would be for, deep, son. This would be, be a Riffopolis deep. wiki just for all the shows. Just wiki-wiki. Wiki-wiki. wiki wiki So that users can go on and add their uh, their favorite moments or explain things. Jargon. We got, a, we got a whole riffing jargon now. We, we didn't done so if you So if now. you're listening to an episode of Straight Riffin or Telly's, Teddy's Very Angry Yelling at Your Face <laughs> politics show... <laughs> Which has now changed names four times because yeah, I can't no, remember so, it. Yeah, 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 we got and it, you're yeah. like, you're like, what is this go. reference to? Him? Everybody go. on the couch is no somebody being black. You yeah, could look up it. the couch and it'd be like the couch was a mythical, you know, spot in the. Uh, we I- didn't land on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you did, but uh, but all right, all right. The couch landed on you. What if there's a dude in Malcolm X's speech like, well, I mean, you actually did a little bit <laughs> land up on the like. I mean, let's be fair. If the rock landed on you, you wouldn't be here. That's a that's a big rock. I mean, <laughs> Mr. X, Mr. X, uh, you know, to all to Mr. all due respect, Wait, Mr. Mr. Brother, X, Mr. Brother, Mr. Brother, Mr. Brother, God, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I love you. You know, you my brother. You my brother. You know what I'm saying? You that's know, a big rock. You know, baby. I'm just saying it's a big. I mean, you laid it. I mean, I get know your what hand out my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh man! Oh, I would love that to g- see that. The guy who's just—he's on his side, but wants to fix all of his metaphors. Like, worst <laughs> historical interruptions of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. I mean, Abraham—it was like three and a half score. But like, if we won't be particular about shit, nah, I me mean, like, oh, I'm sorry, you changed the course of history. Go on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, good to. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, not for nothing, Mr. Martin Luther, the king, <laughs> but that was a very detailed dream. You ever think about dream interpretation? I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I mean, you got some crazy dreams. I want some of what you having, baby. You know what I'm saying? This oh, is. Man. Oh, bitch, hold up. Oh, my God. Wait, no. Oh, 
god, man. I just, I'm mad that somebody, oh god, you were talking about Luther King after he got off there. Like, hey, Martin Luther King. Hey, that's a real detail. Hey, Mr. Thing. Martin Luther the King. Uh, look, I love you, Lucid baby, Dream, like, too. Yo, yo can, you, can you teach me how to Lucid Dream, baby? Let me ask you, in this dream, were you able to run at all? Or like, or was it like, when you it feel like you were swimming the whole time? Because I found it like, if I try to hit a bitch, I can't right? do it. It's did like you, I'm swimming. Did you actually see America becoming uh, less racist? Or Let me ask like, you something. Do I become a rich man or like... Wait, who is this like old high-pitched dude that is like... That's why I'm like, I can't control like, this dude. like, hey, Martin Luther the King! I'm like, oh my God, son. Like, uh. oh, I can't have that. That's too good. That's too good, man. I don't know that the children are blessed whose faces get smashed against rocks. I mean, that seems a little... You're going to offend people with speeches like that. I don't know why he keeps like changing into like... Very slowly, he's turning into an old I'm black just saying, lady. Uh, Marie Antoinette, you may not want to let everybody eat cake. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might not end well for you, baby. <laughs> so, so you choose to go here and do these things in this decade. I mean, that's a lot of work. Is all I'm saying. I don't. I'm not asking my country to do a lot, but like, what? I mean, I'll pick up some trash. So, like, if it's one giant step for mankind, are women excluded from that shit? Because that seems real misogynist, Neil Armstrong. Know what I mean? And understanding zero gravity, you got to take much larger steps than you would normally take so on is Earth. Like, is it a moon step? Is it like, like three Earth steps? It's kind of a giant step for just a regular dude, you know. You don't have gravity and shit? Man, we're just gonna carry this no, on no. forever. I, we should start a whole podcast on Rip Opolis as a historical interruption. Oh my god, son. That'd be the best. Yeah, we gonna kill it. We got the niche game on lock. Oh my god, that'd be the greatest podcast of all time. Oh, uh, need. <laughs> Look yelling that's, at your Facebook program. That's gonna have to be, that's gonna have to be a skit. Let's go. We've gotta do, we've got to do amazing historical interruptions over the course of history. That's great. Uh, I I do want to do one. I, I want to do another one. That's like I want to do like a, a a sex and relationships podcast. But I ne- this is the tricky part about it because this is sort of what I need for a co-host. I would need it to be a female. That's just off the get go. She would need. She doesn't necessarily need to be single, but she needs to uh uh be completely unashamed of how many people she fucks in a given week. Let's say. Wait. Now, uh, okay. So what if she was in a relationship then? You well, disqualified. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm just, just if she's not, if she's not ashamed of past regressions, let's say. So you just basically, you need, but someone, it would need to be a woman, someone who's honest about their dating history. Is yeah, what you're saying. yeah, okay. Who's like not afraid, to, you know, none of this protect my life shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to say? You know how you always be saying protecting your life now? You gotta, I mean, do you wear a bulletproof vest for your life? Or like, what's It's the, like your soul coated in Kevlar? That does not seem, uh, like it's you, you know, Batman never says protect his life, but like, he's pretty protected, yo. <laughs> Excuse me, um, what's Gotham's reckoning mean anyway? Like, what? I reckon, I reckon Gotham's got a lot of, you know, got a lot to answer for. I mean, I get it. And what are these oh, games? Are we talking like the games are gonna be getting? We talking like Parcheesi or like or like poker? What kind of games are beginning? Cause I I'm partial. I like a good game of Parcheesi. Like, imagine that dude like on the like just like I don't like cricket though. I don't want to play no cricket. But like, Parcheesi, right, like cool. in the fucking warehouse. Like, Chess. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, I know I was just mopping in the corner, but like, who you reckoning for everybody? <laughs> 
I was gonna go visit my grandma. You know, she live up the road. Uh, I don't want to get reckoned on the way. Like, is like, all I'm saying. Are you like uh urban the light rail reckoning or like country road uh you know Subaru reckoning? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, I remember the 5th of November. I get it. I remember it. But like so? Alright, okay. <laughs> is that is that all the homework? Just remember it? Like, okay, I got it. On the 5th and of November. So you mean I can relax on the Comes 6th? Comes after the 4th? Comes before the 6th? I, get, I remember it. What okay, happened? Okay, good. Good to know. Um, <clears throat> I love this person who's created on the show. This, <laughs> this, this, guy, awesome. this person is coming back a lot. I hope you know Riveropolis. This, this, this Excuse new... me, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Godfather of Soul. Do you really want people to just hit you? I mean, that's going to hurt. Yeah, right? You're trying to dance and do splits. You don't need anybody hitting oh, you. Why are you always telling people it's to hit you? a new chorus we just created right now. Uh, right. So, I, but, but here's the tricky part. It would need to be a female that I've had sex with, but that we would never date. Like we agreed, like yeah, we just wouldn't work together. Okay, but, so you were you were you were putting together a very particular. I know, I know. It's just because the thing is, I, I've I heard feel like you already have a short. I've heard a number of I've heard a number of like sex relationship shows where it's like male and female and they talk openly and honestly about sex and they're both single and the whole time you're going, not you haven't fucked each other like. It, just after work one day, just bang it out. So that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just so you know. Are there, is it, are you, like, is there obvious sexual tension between those hosts? Or is it just like you're just, or are you just taking the perspective of, you can't possibly talk about sex and this kind of nature and be yeah. this platonic? I was like, what, what is, what? I guess it's like, okay, as a perfect example, when I did my internet TV show a few years back, I, uh, I had a guest, a, a kind of recurring guest and she was she was a sex blogger if you will and we both were single and we both talked openly and honestly about sex and about like yeah yeah whatever hook up with whoever blah 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 and we do relationship calls and things like that and i remember several times uh, pretty much every week i'd get a an im or a call or something like that where people were like haven't you two fucked like why haven't you fucked you keep talking about it. like you know it's like you almost well, like it's like the audience it's like it's it's this unspoken <clears throat> thing that yeah it was like it was almost like uh what kind of hypocrites are you if it's okay for anybody to just like fuck and why like just why aren't you, why aren't you yeah, fucking okay so like Excuse so, me, so um, it has to be a, so you're basically saying if for prior experience it's essentially like i just want to negate that dynamic so that we can actually just focus on right. Is it more? So are you? What would be the look? Primary, I, I have are a, you focusing more on the like on on dating, single life kind of thing, and like you're you're like a like you're I, I, ideally it would be all of them because I do think that there is definitely uh, again there there I, I try not to flood marketplaces. I don't want to be a me too. You know, what I mean, this podcast was Everybody on a me meet too, Mister Me Too. You know what I mean? Uh, so the sex and re- dating thing wouldn't just be another like, oh, me too. It would be a lot of like, uh, it would have a lot of the sort of feminist leanings. Like, no slut shaming would be, you know, high up on the banner, right. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there'd be, you know, I, I think sort of, I, I, my, my problem with a lot of them is that they're so goddamn flowery a lot of times where it's like it's the flowery language and it's a lot of like it's much more abstract. Yeah. Uh, it's like what you need to do is just if you're having sexual problems with them, you just, you know, you come together and you talk, you know, and just, you know, just tell him, listen, you're not meeting my needs uh, in the bedroom and he'll understand. It's like, no, that won't ever happen. Like, you're never going to say that to him. And he's not going to take it the way that these flowery people are saying. You're going to have to bring it about a totally different way. Which would be? 
Any uh, well, I, I would say the best way to go is suggest something you do like. So and like, then, if you so okay, so like I enjoy this. That? Perhaps we can maybe work this into Don't our. Don't do that. No, nope, no, that's not. When how you're you in go. bed, you go like you oh, know in what? bed. Yeah. So yeah. okay, what's what's the let's like say, okay, let's say Mitch oh. has been given a guess, uh editorial spot in an article of Cosmo. And he gets uh, okay. Page. Let's put it this way. Let's say you're a female and uh, you're going. My boyfriend doesn't ever go down on me. All right, and, and I feel conundrum. And it's like I feel weird. We watch movies where people go down on people, or whatever the fuck. And like Do people do that. I don't know. I'm just hey, saying. You know, like, whatever you know, the thing is. Wait, is it like a whole section <laughs> the blockbuster going down on bitches? <laughs> Excuse me, uh, I'm looking is, for a romantic comedy with. Uh, like, is that what that person does when they're not interrupting history? They just go around looking for those DVDs. I need some pussy eating videos. Oh God. Just what? pussy eating. So, where is the kind of language section? Uh, okay, so I go need ahead. to get some of that. That is an androgynous character at this point, but. uh yeah. They has no. They have no. It does, they have it, no. It, 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 there's those sex and relationship things. When they call up and say, "Oh, my boyfriend doesn't go down on me that much," it's always like, "Why don't you use some scented oils or flavored lube?" Or like, "Why don't you just tell him that he doesn't?" Blah blah. blah. And it's like, no, no. If you the the way to do it would be while you're in bed, you fucking and you're are you you're getting, are, so okay. Here's hey, while you're in bed, you're getting real turned on, right? Okay, you're so you're in the middle of right? you're in the middle you're, of fornicating. Yeah. You're doing some stuff. Maybe you're not fucking yet. Maybe you're just making out. Whatever you're doing, right? You're in the bed. Things are getting heated up. Things are already heated up. Mm-hmm. You fucking reach up and you grab just the back of his head and you go, "Fuck! I just I fucking oh, I just lick my pussy right now. Just like that's what I need. Like I need." Say it so you want way. a very blunt, direct approach. Yeah, just be like, oh my god, there's nothing now, that would okay. turn me on right now more than if you were just licking my pussy. I feel Because like then that. he's going to be like, well, there's no mincing of words. And you're in the moment. Hold so on. he's like kind of grossed Here's out by it. Like, that's the time. I feel like a lot of dudes, though, are very, very rattled by sexually assertive women. We know that, Mitch. There's fair, got to be a fair, middle ground fair. between well, I'm not saying, the grabbing the okay, back of okay, the head not, and being now, like, eat it! And no, versus, no, no, no. Like, I, the let me, let me, the let me clarify. Let me clarify. I don't mean grab his head and <laughs> shove it into the fucking sweet spot. <laughs> oh, no, I don't mean that. I just mean like kind of caress it and be like, I fucking, oh, God, I wish you were licking my pussy right now. And then he's I like, like also, oh, a lot of shit, ladies are going to want to use pussy. Whatever you want to say. Lick my fucking sweet little honey hole. I don't know what you well, say. Seems, what that you, seems, what that seems very Excuse funny. me, does any honey come out of the... All right. So... <laughs> lick the, the... So a much more... you I, Whatever whatever your word, that's the other thing. Is I'm not I saying, also would, you know, I, I'm not but, saying but, that it's a good... I mean, I think that it's pretty dumb, but I think that there are a substantial amount of dudes, yeah. uh, heterosexual dudes, that are very, very off-put by I, I'm with women. You. I'm with you with the aggressive, and that's why I was saying it's more like you know what would really turn me on right now is this thing. But if you say it in that direct sort of way, like, oh, my God, I wish you were licking my pussy. Then you're just holding his head. You're not slamming. Yeah, I'm just saying, my, like, you're playing with his hair. Counter, okay. He would go. They then say, oh, they then say oh, right. that shit is gross. I'm not doing that. Well, then it's time to fucking go find yourself a man. That, on the road again. Yep. There you go. I can't wait. Need to, to find yourself a man who's going to yodel in the canyon. See, this is uh, <laughs> part of the, again, sexual, right? I, I think that... Far too many people have this weird, uh, oh, well, we shouldn't fuck until we know how we are with each other. We should, you know, like, until we know if we're going to have a relationship. And there's like, there's, there seems to be like a contingent of that. Or females I've known that are like, oh, it's so hard to date because everybody just wants to have sex. And it's like, I'm not going to fuck some guy that I'm just never going to see again. 
and all this different stuff. And I go, well, see, you're kind of shooting yourself in your own foot here in a weird sort of way because if you're sort of putting it as like this sort of prize to be won, and let's say you're fucking terrible in bed, like you're not imaginative, you don't go along with anything, you're you're very vanilla, all this different stuff. And uh, so you, you know, pull this dude along and it's like, all right, we're, we went to 25 dinners. That's now it's, that's the requisite time for you to, now you can put a finger in there or whatever the fuck have you, whatever your, whatever your rule is. Maybe you're not very good in bed or maybe you're just, the two of you aren't compatible. Now you've wasted both of your time for all this, for all this, uh, leading up to it. And it also could occur. It occurs to me that, that, uh, the amount of times in my life that I've met women that have these rules about how many dates before they'll have sex and so on and so forth. Are, are usually terrible in bed. And uh, it's upsetting because it's like, yes, then somebody will probably break up with you. And you might think, oh, no, he was just hanging out with me so that he could fuck me. No. <laughs> it's just that now that he's he's gone through all the other shit that, to, to get to know you, and he wasn't really that impressed with that. But then also the sex is terrible. So I'm let's not, just think, out. okay, so like, so I, I, I mean, I can understand you know that I mean? it is an integral part of a relationship. So if you're going to have a long-term relationship and you're like, okay, well, like maybe everything else is kind of like, man, you know, I'm feeling it out and maybe it'll get better or whatever. Sure, but like sure. if the sex is okay or dynamite, then like I might, I might be willing to invest uh, more time. And I feel like that's not really, I feel like that's anybody really. Yeah. You know? I feel yeah. like that's just a basic human thing yeah. that exists now. Yeah. Well, I mean that—that's on both sides of the spectrum. Where you hear plenty of people be like, "Well, like that—that that person sucked, but the sex was great, so like I'm not gonna walk away," you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not and, even, and, and that's not even a—that's not even a, a constructive relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that you're trying to build on. Everybody's got their strengths and their right. and their weaknesses. So it so. is that weird thing where if you don't—I mean, I can—I can understand your perspective that you're articulating here, where if your self-awareness is lacking, you're gonna be like, "Oh, well, he just is using me now that he got sex," as opposed to that you could be like. Well, like maybe I'm not very good at this thing, right? And right. I'm like he also, like you know, we weren't compatible in all these other ways, which I was aware of. And this big thing was because sex is this huge big thing for the yeah. vast majority of people yeah. that I apparently don't do it for him. In so have like, you ever have you ever had a situation uh, wherein you were like, uh, me and this person don't agree on a lot of different things, uh, but but sexually we are. Right on top. No, I never had. No, that. okay. Never had I that. kind of figured that was going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I I I am I am like I've always been fascinated by that mentality because it seems right. so illogical and self defeating. Do you know what I mean? It is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in human beings. To be perfectly honest with you, really, it is so right. fucking stupid of human beings to be like, well, listen, like everything is tough. I can't trust this person. We're not compatible. <laughs> I mean that. I we don't, don't get along. No, okay, but okay, you know what I'm okay. talking about. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, like, it's absolutely. literally that yeah, thing yeah. of like, listen. If it was any other important aspect in my life sure. that this person was going to forever be linked to, which is what happens with sex. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And like, I would never want them to be a part of that. I would never want anyone to look at my history and be like, "You fuck with that motherfucker at a bank transaction? Like you're an idiot." Do you know what I'm saying? Or like, if some shit went down and you were like, "Okay, who who is like a liability for me?" Who can I go to and be like, hey, don't fuck this up for me? You know what I'm saying? Sure. It was like, sure. when it comes to sex, you get so overwhelmed by the lust that you fuck around with the dumbest, like, ignorant people. And then all of a sudden, you got like a million more liabilities than you should have ever had. Sure. If you sure. just kept your shit co- copacetic. I, you know what I'm saying? You so were like, on the same me, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, okay, okay. That shit has always been mind bogglingly stupid. 
I, to stick I, around and keep someone at a threat level in your life just because you might have some fornication that was pleasurable. Sure. It's sure. not a cost benefit analysis. You got to die. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't have, I, I don't disagree with you on any part of that. What I'm saying is that, that, uh, look, I disagree we, with you. <laughs> no. You have friends, for instance. You might have friends where, uh, especially in the comedy scene, where it's like, I don't like we we could we don't really hang out that much, whatever. I don't really like he he or she has a very uh, you know opposite personality or something like that. Their their personality clashes with mine, but right. but we get along at comedy shows. We can have a drink, you know, and I, I enjoy yeah. their set. So yeah, good good times, but like we couldn't be friends, we couldn't kick it. Blah, they ain't gonna blah, drink blah. no glass of wine right. and watch Finding Nemo. I'm just saying, you. like I feel like a lot of times people, when it comes to sex, they're all in. There doesn't seem to be a compartmentalizing. There's no nuance. There's no compartmentalizing. There's no uh, sex is one of those things where where uh, the only difference between um, friends and girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever, friends and, and lovers, friends is and sex. Lovers. Okay, usher. basically. I mean, there's intimacy, but sex and intimacy. Um, insofar as like, you know, again, if your friend was to call you up and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, look, I I can't make it tonight. I'm about to, I'm gonna go bang this chick," you'd be like, "All right, cool. I'll talk again next week." But uh, if your lover said that, uh, game over. Uh, so I'm what I'm saying is that it was it was more compartmentalizing. If you were to say like, "Well, sex is just another aspect of." Things that you could have in common with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you t- if you if you were able to disconnect it from the emotional aspect, ideally that would be nice. If, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, in yeah, theory, yeah. communism essentially. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> I don't see how. Well, that's... In theory, it's it's a beautiful thing that always works. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was like, never, I was like there's nothing like. Com- I see what you're saying. The theory part. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. In theory, it's it is very difficult. very few people can emotionally disconnect themselves and do the thing that you are, that you're, there's a very, yeah, it's a very, uh, evolved sure, mentality sure. that few people have the intellectual, mental and emotional capability to sustain. That's fine. And I, and I, I, you know, whatever you're going to do, but, uh, also if that's the case, you need to recognize that in yourself. And so far yeah. as it's a higher level, I, mean? I think that's more both. I think this is back and forth, a higher level of self-awareness. Yeah. I feel like yeah. most people don't critically examine their decisions and their life actions and consequences for the kind of linear thing that they are. It's a very easy thing to just think, oh, in the abstract, you're like, well, this thing happened and this thing happened as opposed to being like, well, maybe I am doing things that continues to place me in a situation where this is happening. That doesn't mean to say it's going to happen all the time, but I think especially for something like the people you bring into your life uh, as partners sexually, as lovers, sure. companions, if you will, for coitus. Lovers. Okay? Like that yeah, shit yeah. isn't accidental. That doesn't just happen. Do you know what I mean? You bring in someone to do the damn thing with in that capacity. So I feel like a lot of people have a very... Uh, it's a very lazy, kind of almost laissez-faire sense of being like, well, like, yeah, I had sex with all those people, but like, it don't mean I had a, like, you don't mean I have to look at myself and do some real soul searching. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that happens a lot with a lot of people. Yeah, does that make sense? 
Not up until the very last sentence. I feel like a lot of people when they're like when it's it's the kind of same thing where it's like with I don't, relationships I I don't and sexual partners. I, I don't think I need to look inside myself. I don't the, think to, you do. I'm not. I'm not talking about you though. <laughs> you know I'm saying I'm not. It's not directed right, at right, you. Right. But I'm saying a lot of people though who haven't. A lot of people who haven't given the level of thought that you have given to the kind of things that we are discussing right now, I would say. Okay. 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 A lot of people look at their relationship or sexual history and they don't see their own person and their own agency in that is what I will say. Okay. That's fair. Okay. They, they, they just see partners that happen to come into their lives and leave. Sure. And they don't see how they are ultimately sort of the crux of all of those things. Is sure. what I'm trying to articulate. Sure. Does, that, sure. does that make does that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think that it's it's interesting because uh there the the the, the numbers thing. You right. know what I mean? The, the old like how how many people have you been with that that numbers thing is a conversation I've never had with any girl that I've been with. Uh we've I've made we've we've had discussions about people who have discussions about numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, but there is a there is a thing in society very much so where uh, as a woman, every number that you add to your list sort of society wants to chip away a piece of your soul in exchange. It for delegitimizes that. you. Exactly. And I think that because of that, whereas on the male side, you are legitimized. To some degree, yeah. To, and then, a, to yeah, a large yeah, yeah. degree. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll, Especially I'll in cultural representation. Sure, sure. And I mean, large-scale I, dialogue. I would, say, I would say, generally speaking, that's true. I would say there's a weird shift now, though, that there's also like, oh, this guy, he just sleeps with whoever. I, I would you say that so, it has, it's but, certainly but yes. not, hasn't caught up to where it should be. Yeah, it definitely, definitely. Well, I ideally it should be just we drop the guilt, right? Alt- but it, but, it, but yeah, in, in yeah. the sense of, of recognition of the absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I, I and, and so I guess that because of that, uh, because of our society doing that, because of the, the patriarchy, if you will, at large, uh, I think that women uh, internalize that guilt so much that it informs their decisions to such a degree that if that aspect was taken out of the equation uh they would make entirely different decisions like there would not they wouldn't may, maybe think to themselves oh well i have to wait till the 12th date or whatever i have to put up with you know and i've known i've known women who are like look i totally agree with you and i'm on your side i just can't do that I think i'm this... not that way but they'll go on dates with guys that they're like I see a lot of quirks right. and i don't really like a lot of but yeah. i kind of need to see what he's like in bed and you're like Okay. Okay, but then the day after, don't don't go running around going like, "Well, I should see him again because now we're fucking and I'm it's going to be another fifteen I'm attached days and before." Things. Yeah. I, what what are people going to think and stuff? That's well, I mean, how, but, that's that, how but it's not, uh, but, I mean, but it's know? also they there are very real concerns that are on the female side. Like, well, what are people going to think? I'm not saying that they're legitimate, but I'm saying in terms of recognizing the reality, sure. In terms of what they are mentally processing, sure. You've got to give that to consideration. I feel like this is a very good way for us to segue into our. Our, our riff of the bum, union, kind of. You know, we didn't really get to do the riff. We of the union. We're, we're riffing we're, 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 we're the, the whole union thing. Right the now. Union. Okay, oh, all right. Well, officially, riffopolis. You're in the oh, riff of the union. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. surprise, Chris Nolan riffing. Uh, <laughs> Excuse uh, me. Uh, <laughs> so is he here right now? So Can I like, talk to him? Or so like, shit? Uh, like when you go down the elevator. <laughs> um. So I, I think this is the thing that's very interesting about this particular election uh, that we're seeing a lot. When you look at the gender gap 
between Obama and Romney. And a lot of the things that you're articulating, which is that sense of you can't really have a culture where women feel entitled to full autonomy if they have all these mental considerations that they have to go through for doing the things that men will never, ever have to go through all those mental gymnastics for. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And I think yeah. you're seeing a lot of that where you know, basic health care for women is greeted with a fucking Republican saying that it's right up there with 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, you know, on the floor of Congress. And yeah. if you're a woman, you're looking at that and you are seeing a very stark gap Excuse between me, your but choices. How does, how, does, <laughs> how does giving people access to proper health care sort of like... Surprise attacks from buildings right. and like killing 3,500 people like at once. A surprise attack I just, I'm just curious. Thing. How are they the same thing? It's almost very Gil Goffrey-esque almost now. Uh, Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I, I have a few questions. I have about a your, query. I'm, I, this is in regards to your earlier policies. <laughs> um, when you talk about healthcare and you do, um, okay, but sorry. I think if you, if you look at all this, uh, all the major polling that has come out, uh, in, in terms of the, the overall election, Landscape, but particularly for battleground states, and uh, you see this huge. Now, do people actually battle? Okay, sorry, Go ahead. I've already lost <laughs> well, it because I went to go look out see, You see this huge double-digit gap that is increasing and holding steady, with women being plus seventeen and plus twenty-six and like plus twenty-eight for Obama. Because if you are if you are looking at one dude who spent all his political capital. On a fucking law that allows you to get breast cancer screening and contraceptives and, and just basic, basic healthcare that treats your feminine woman needs that, that men don't ever like to talk about ever. They don't, they will literally fucking hold you in contempt like they did in Michigan if you mentioned vagina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see one guy doing that and then you see the other side filled with a bunch of fucking loons telling you you're like a fucking terrorist for wanting that. Of course you're going to be plus 26. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And dudes are going to look at them and be like, I don't, I don't understand the fucking gap. I don't get that. What do you mean? And, and hey, yo, like, bitch. Right? Right? And it's like, there's a reason you've never been able to talk to a woman in your whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm there's yeah. a reason that if you see an attractive woman, you lose your shit. And it's been like, you, I think we talked about that science study that proved that like men, they like, they, they, you know, the whole thing, like if a man sees an attractive woman, they like, they can't talk, they can't function mentally and shit like that. You know, like they basically just lose it. Sure. Study came out a few months ago that basically proved that scientifically. Sure, that was sure, just yeah, kind of like yeah. that, you know, for us, like that. That is just a thing with men, and like it's it's that thing where it's like how, like of course you still powerful, yo. right? It's like it, of course you can't see a woman waking up every day being like, I don't want to exist in a country that treats me this way as an autonomous human being because sure. you, you see her walk past you and all you think is titties. Oh, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course it's gonna be a fucking twenty six point gap between the two of you well you've got one party that like just not only doesn't give a shit about women that would be bad enough but like they hate them like actively hate them actively is like wait a minute what are women doing Mm, nope right not having that shit wait you you want equal pay fuck you yeah right that kind of shit. What you want to be able to like? It's like with uh. You want to be in control of your uh of your of your birth control? Like whoa 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 whoa. Right. I think I don't get to just tell you when the babies are okay. Right. <laughs> no. You go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, gonna have yeah. to die. <laughs> but I think it's like, like a few a few years ago where uh uh it was Blackwater uh, in Iraq 
there was a female employee for them. I think it was Blackwater or Halliburton, but it was one of those defense contractor companies. Sure. Essentially what happened was a female uh, employee for them was raped by a bunch of dudes uh, on, I think on I staff. Remember. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, to prevent her from pressing charges, they locked her in a crate. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. She obviously finally got out, you know, and because of the contract she signed, it would only go to arbitration, meaning this company would never, ever be held accountable at all. Yeah. And so Al Franken, shout out to my man Al Franken, do the damn thing in Minnesota, pushes legislation in the Senate after he finally gets in to hold these companies accountable and basically pass a law in the United States of America in the 21st century that says you can't have a bunch of people rape a woman on staff, lock her in a crate and give her no judicial access for you know right, uh, you know, right. some sort of alleviation of that right. burden you some can't do that justice for god if sake. you will yeah, to yeah. use a old phrase yeah, and and right. and you had the entire and, and somewhere there's a guy who stopped like <coughs> let's not get too far right. ahead of ourselves right. if you now. go and you look at the speeches from the old white men on the republican party in the senate who fucking come out against it it's appalling I mean, and then you look at the roll call vote, and it basically is just a bunch of old white dudes who are like, nope, not acceptable. People should be able to rape a woman and lock her in a crate, and she will never have access to justice. That's the country that we have right now. Do you know what I mean? Right. And people have even forgotten about that. Because that's the kind of shit that you take to the streets to in other countries. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of shit that everything pops off for back then. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But that's just a fucking forgotten, not even, it's not even on the front page in here. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So of course there's going to be this huge gap. Of course sure, there is. Of course, of course, and and absolutely makes sense, and it should be. And again, if you've got a party that's like actively campaigning against, I don't understand female Republicans. I'm like, that's that's like cheerleading for rapists. Same thing as log cabin Republicans, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Same thing as Herman Cain yeah. and Alan West. And just the coonery, son. <laughs> it's the coonery effect, bro. It's all it is. It's straight up coonery. Well, Herman Cain is is I got mine. Right. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you, I got mine. Herman fuck Cain you, is, I got mine. Herman Love Cain the, Republicans, I'm with you the same way. It's like they, they're, they're cheerleading for rapists. Kind I, of yeah. Like, I mean, I think the other thing that that is 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 uh, extraordinary, I feel like, is to the degree that uh, that white people, especially in this country, uh, and I think Clint Eastwood embodies this, uh, is that the degree that white people basically come out in, the, in this election and be like, listen, I want to keep my money. I like to make money. So I'm going to go with the white guy that lies about everything. Over the black dude. Like, if you're rich, you want a Republican in I office. Clint Eastwood uh... backed up Jenna Jameson, endorsement Romney. Um, so that's, I feel like it's astonishing to me the number of white people surprising. that have just come. No, it's not surprising at all. Why is it surprising? Why well, is it cause, surprising cause to not, you? No, not but a few months ago, he, he made a number of speeches in support for gay rights. Law cabin Republicans are all just a bunch of rich white guys who would vote Republican if it wasn't like they would still like they they still vote Republican even though they're not legitimate. No, human I'm beings. just saying when like, I when, they, when, when somebody it's, it's stands not surprising up at all. when somebody stands up and says like let's talk about gay rights let's 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 get how many over this rich whole... white guys do that though they're I'm, all I'm, Republicans they, right. all, how I'm many just rich saying, white when, dudes when they that don't happens my my inclination is, all right, well, he's on the good side. Yeah. Except- so, yes, it follows in my head that they would go the right path. But I'm not saying it always happens. If I'm just Clint saying Eastwood that in my was head. was gay, he would be a log cabin Republican. That's fine. 
So it's not surprising at all. I guess I like it's not astonishing, but it is the 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 sense that like this mask has slipped on all of these white people that are basically just being like, yeah, like you know what? I'm really gonna go. With it's this. extremely. I did see the Jenna Jameson thing the other day, and I just thought like that's just extremely. I just was like sitting there going, oh, you poor girl. Like if they had it your their way, you, you would, would die. You would. You just, would be. You would be disappeared in a fucking you would be, desert. You'd be a lifeless rape bucket, is what you'd be. <laughs> no, I mean you would. They would. I mean, they'd be I, like, I know they'd be like oh, you take your clothes off and you enjoy it. Well, come over here. I own your pussy now. Like I, I have all the rights in the world. I don't even ask you or pay I'm you. Lock you in a crate. You, you say you like sex. Well, come here. You say you like. Why wouldn't you fuck me? And like hold it. You know what I mean? They, they. they I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's but of course, all she cares about is like money. her her money, which is which is. I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying though. Where it's like the fact that you would just lay it out all that clear like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. literally yeah. anyone who is paying serious attention has no excuse anymore. Sure, it's basically just a lot of rich. There's 47 people, most of them rich white dudes, that are funding all the super PACs. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just a bunch of rich white dudes being like, we've got to beat him. That's all it is. Right. And you've got a country that refuses to accept that fundamentally. And a lot of those are suburban white people that don't want to accept that their United States of America is being run by a bunch of rich white dudes that want to beat the nigger in the White House. And I know that's hard for you to swallow, but you need to. If we ever have a chance to be a competent 21st century nation, because we're getting lapped by everyone else. We're getting fucking ridiculed by the world. Our fucking networks, like NBC is a fucking international laughing stock in terms of its Olympics coverage, in terms of its fucking jingoistic, fucking xenophobic, white-centric viewers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a fucking joke, man. It's a joke, dude. Like the, the, America's a joke. Tough shit, people. Like, your country's a joke, and it's because of you. You don't do enough to make it not a joke. This has been Teddy's very angry <laughs> politics yelling at your face. Yeah, we did. Show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that how it's gonna go? Oh, that's man. just a snippet. That's, a snippet, baby. that's, that's a, something to look forward so, to. So, uh, basically, in conclusion, this is our pilot. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we so we, we would like of, six million dollars. We piloted two shows in the course of. Uh, Half hour there. I mean, I, I mean, I no, I'm with you. I, I, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. Like with the Olympics, is a good example where the sense of you got to cut out a fucking portion of the opening ceremony of the Olympics that's dedicated to victims of terrorism. When in fact, you have just had multiple incidents of domestic terrorism. Within, like you know what I'm saying? As the United States of America, you've had multiple white supremacist dudes just go shoot up places because they could. Right. You have right. people burning mosques to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've got you've got a mosque in 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 Joplin, Missouri, which was devastated by what tornadoes a while back. I believe that was it was it was the tornadoes that rolled through with a hurricane. But Joplin, Missouri, devastated by natural disaster. They had a they have a mosque that was burned down on July 4th of this year. It was decided as arson, no question about that. It wasn't burned completely to the ground, but it was an arson attempt. And almost literally a month later, the day after a neo-Nazi goes into a temple and shoots up a bunch of brown people, that same mosque burns to the ground. Completely this time. But you, NBC, don't want to run a tribute to victims of terrorism? Why? 
Whose feelings are we giving a fuck about right well, now? Oh, there's a bunch of Brits. Who cares about them? Right? We're NBC. America. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about tweeting each other about events we're not covering on our network right now. <laughs> Squash. And yet we can get 14-minute delayed updates from Mars. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's so just, it, it, I mean, like, if you really took a very distant critical look at the cultural priorities of the, of the people who dictate sort of the elite opinion of the United States of America, it's a fucking cruel, abysmal joke. You, you would basically be more at place in 1940 than you were in 2012. That's the United States of America culturally right now. You're basically in a in a in a fucking McCarthyite find the others and shun them. And then sure. you're not I would dare to say that for a, a large part of elite cultural opinion in America, we're not in the twenty first century at all. We're still stuck in the twentieth century Cold War us against them, Soviet. That's why Mitt Romney's whole fucking foreign policy keeps using the Soviet Union. All his foreign policy, they keep saying Soviet Union. That shit doesn't exist anymore. They keep doing that. It's happened like three or four times because he's got a bunch of old white dudes who do not understand that that world doesn't exist anymore. Right. They're right. literally stuck there. Yeah, but on the plus side, uh, he'll lose terribly. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. This is that thing where where uh, everybody gets really drunk at a party and crazy things start happening and they say, hey, let's all put our dicks in each other's ears and whatever. And uh, it seems like a great idea. And then the next morning, everybody's got like hangovers and they're like, oh my God, did did Steve put his dick in my... I put my dick in Steve's ears. a lot of dicks in oh, ears. Oh my God. Right? It was yeah, a, this a, a lot of dicks. Let's all pretend this didn't happen. Like, I feel like that's sort of the Republican Party right now. Like, in 2013, they're going to be like, oh... I wake up with a hangover, like, oh, did we, uh, we, we, we let that guy run and, and just, uh, I'm hoping that's the hope. I mean, I think it's like I you're mean, just making fools of yourself. But it, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like, uh, again, you, you look at, you look at the polls, you look at the Vegas odds, as, as I right. talked about before. Um, people at home, if you ever want to know who's going to win the election, uh, play some bets in Vegas on who's going to win the election. And, and if the odds are, Five thousand to one. That's not the guy who's going to win. <laughs> that's, Sorry, that's currently about. That's about right. So uh, also, uh, but if you want to get, you know, if, if, you may as well buy a lottery ticket. You'd have better odds, really. Uh, you know what I mean? Hey, so I, mean, I think I think this is the 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 thing that is that is most fascinating. Kind of like you're you're talking about with the the whole election thing is like you basically you, you've got a situation in which. It's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Do you know what I mean, like we we haven't even hit this part of the election season in which Americans start paying attention, which by itself is a fucking international disgrace. America, I don't know if you're aware of this, but most other countries have this real limited kind of election window, and they don't have this multi-year, you know, fracas that rich people can just buy off. I will say, I don't think. In recent memory, I don't think I've ever seen less of a big deal made out of elections than I have this year. It seems very strange that it, it's it's not as... I mean, obviously, just before Obama was elected, people talked about that election for like a year and a half. It right. feels like this one, like just the last minute, everybody's like, oh, shit, get our papers together. They're coming. Like, we got to like... Right. 
it's it's strange. It almost doesn't seem like it's an election year because it's a few months away now. The three, well, three, and it's three like months? I say, like, yeah. you know, and, and, and no one starts paying attention until after the convention, which like I feel like that's one of those things that is that you hear all the time in standard uh, American journalistic uh, political journalist coverage, which is one of those things where. As someone like me, you hear and you think, I don't really think you understand how fucking ignorant that makes you sound as a country. We're like, well, we don't start paying attention until after the conventions at Labor Day, a couple months before the election, where it's like, well, maybe you should have a shorter fucking election so you actually pay attention to things that matter and happen. And you're not playing catch up for three months because you have a journalist society that doesn't work anymore, you know? And, but I think it's, I think that like outside of that, you really have a situation where people don't realize what's going to happen at the Republican National Convention. You're going to have, uh, you know, Rick Santorum talking like a crazy person as a bigot. You're going to have Mike Huckabee who has pictures of him chowing down on Chick-fil-A and have fucking bigoted fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like all you're going to have is a bunch of bigoted white dudes and unmitigated circus. Right? And 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 unmitigated foreign policy national security failure, Condoleezza Rice, aka war criminal. <laughs> You're going to have her up there, and she's also pro-choice, which a lot of Republicans don't know as well. So that shit's going to come out. And then what? Mitt Romney's going to cap it off? Mitt Romney's going to be the fucking capstone on your convention? That dude's going to get people excited? It's going to be a hell of a Have circuit. you seen how fucking depressed people are to vote for him? That's the thing that I feel like is an open secret in this country. No one is voting for Mitt Romney because they like him and they like his policies. Right. If it was that case, he would have sewed up his nomination months ago. That's why people, everybody's making the, the Kerry connection, if you will. Because that was, it seemed to be the case with John Kerry. Although I was, I'm still to this day very surprised Kerry didn't win the election. I mean, it was very close. Well, also, it was nowhere near as. Here's the thing that is a shitty comparison because Kerry's favorability numbers were better. Yeah, that's what Kerry I'm saying. Kerry had a lead over Bush. Yeah. Romney will never have a lead over Obama. But I, what I'm saying is that, uh, that among Democrats at the time, it was a very, it wasn't, it wasn't, we don't like him, but we'll support him anyway. It right. was, we're indifferent. Right. But he's definitely better and, than both. And John Kerry and still didn't, hadn't yeah. been running for president for six fucking years. Right. Mitt Romney has been running for president almost as long as Obama will end up serving in office. Right. And no one likes him still. In yeah. fact, they actually grow to dislike him more the longer he runs for president. Here's a fun fact. As of all the Republicans that are whining like little whiny ass titty babies about Harry Reid talking about Mitt Romney not paying taxes, do you realize the only person that's not really saying anything is John McCain, a.k.a. former 2008 Republican presidential nominee, a.k.a. the dude who saw 23 years of Mitt Romney's tax returns? You realize John McCain is not out there calling Harry Reid a liar? Wonder why that is. John McCain has never liked Mitt Romney. Certainly doesn't like Harry Reid. Yeah. That motherfuckers hate each other, but he's not saying shit. Why? Because right. John McCain has just enough self-awareness to know he's not going to go down with that sinking ship. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah. J and I think that's one of those things where... I he know He's not sticking dicks in anybody's ears. Right. <laughs> he knows next morning he's going to wake up and... Right? Like, this I feel was like a bad mistake. If, if, if America had a more engaged, intellectually active political discourse, those kind of subtleties would be picked up on 
what what happened to this country is like i said we 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 won the war world war ii and we were on top and everybody was broke and we weren't and we went around and saved a bunch of people and we were like hey we'll give you a little bit of money let's invest in complex in infrastructure whatever have you and then we i sort of whether intentionally or just whatever at some point the cultural shift became like well Everything's cool. Let's uh, break out the toys, and uh, you know I'm I'm guilty of of being distracted by toys myself, as you can see or, uh, surrounding me. Um, and I think that's that's the cultural shift. Is sort of like, well, a lot of the big stuff we've sort of worked. You got out. a guy in the fucking moon. Yeah, we beat the Soviets. Yeah, it's like, well, black people can vote, women can vote, everybody can get a job. Let's just get back to the toys. What gays? Yeah. yeah. They can buy toys, though, right? They can stay in the closet. They got money. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, and so it, it, it's it's very much a a, a complacency of like uh, just just in general is a, that feeling of like, well, we've gotten the big stuff out of the way. Now we're quabbling over the little stuff. That's right. the feeling. That's the general feeling. And you so, want you want equal access on the job. You want equal pay. I mean, come on, you got a job now. You shouldn't even be in the workplace. Well, now the, 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 the income disparity between, uh, at least insofar as male and female is a tricky one just because it's come down to a, a 17 cents, uh, disparity. But there's been a number it's of, a little bigger. no, no, no. It's, uh, 17 cents when it comes to dollar for dollar and things like this. If we go by industries and stuff, what, what are we doing overall? All industries? Overall, overall. It's a 70 cents. Like women will make 83 cents to a man's $1. Is they all? That's what they keep saying. Is like all things you have to equal that out, and you can't say, well, women make this much and because certain industries that that are predominantly um, uh, female and certain industries that are predominantly male, so you have to take that out, average it, and things like that, and it comes down to eighty three versus a dollar. What they've found with seventeen cents, (laughs) yeah. Uh, What they've found is is that uh, a lot of the time it's it's. Men are sort of expected to, you know, do these over over hours after work and things like this, and that um, it's a societal thing. It's not so well, much. Think, a, it's not so much a legal thing. No, I, I get it's it. Like a it's a cultural thing, thing of, and it's usually it's like because the fucking thing. men who are in charge are. Sh- uh, they, I mean, because other cultures have settled this thing. What I'm what I'm saying is that, like culturally speaking, it, it women in this country are raised to like, you know, listen, just you know. Put on a face that that says I'm going to school and I'm going to get a job and blah blah blah. But ultimately, you're just going to marry a rich guy. That's the that's the cultural feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, no, you know, put on a face. You know, let them know that you're trying. It's, real arist- it's like it's like the aristocracy element that's, that's yeah. never gone like, away. No, it's real cute. I get it. You're, you're going to yeah. save the ma- the yeah. whales and shit. But like honestly, you're just going to marry a. You'll rich You'll do guy. it on your rich husband's dime. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that feeling is what what is is. That seventeen cent disparity, but disparity. The study that they did recently was uh, in cases where women put in the amount of hours that uh, a man did at the same job. The women ended up making far more money uh, because of that extra, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I've also like yeah, the, the the male median wage has gone down back to like nineteen, like mid seventies prices. Essentially, you know, if you're a man working the same job and 
you know, mid seventy, you, you sure, there's, sure. there's no increase basically in that sense. So yeah, I, 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 mean, I can, the, I can to me that. the biggest problem is is not so much uh, a male female a gender disparity in so far as income, but just income disparity amongst the classes. We've lost our middle class. I tell you what the motherfucking problem. problem is. The motherfucking problem is Mitt and Romney pay twelve million cash money for a house in La Jolla. And then try and cheat the fucking people out of paying property taxes. That's the shit that broke in the LA Times today. Where basically, you, can you even fathom, first of all, paying 12 million cash for a house? Right, right. Fucking beachfront house. 12 million. How do you even pay 12 million cash for something? Right. How does that even happen, Mitch? How do you take out 12 million? What kind of duffel bags and briefcases do you put that shit in? I don't think they literally mean cash. No, son. They mean transfer. No, son. You straight cash, son. I'm bringing all my duffel bag boys transfer. to your house, son. Transfer. I'm bringing this straight. Transfer. Come and get the money, little duffel bag boys. Okay? I'm transfer. bringing all them fucking bags, son. It's a, it's a transfer. No, nah, son. No, nah, son. Unmarked bills. Okay? <laughs> Listen. Look, Yo, I've worked, my, my theory I've is in, more worked, applicable than your theory. I've worked in a lot of industries. You ain't never with, seen no duffel bags. No, I haven't. Because yeah, you ain't at the level but, yet. So but I've worked, know, no I've worked in a lot of industries bags. where $12 million transactions take place daily. No, and I have seen uh, $12 million uh, cashier's checks. I've seen $12 million bonded government, you know, uh not backed up by like 15 Not investors. Son. My man is bringing like 46 dealer no deal briefcases, B. <laughs> okay. Unclicking all them Halliburton joints. I want the okay. house deal or no deal. I've right. got 12 million in my okay. briefcases. All right. Do you want to see all of them? Because I'll open them. <laughs> all right. But I don't want taxes. Okay. Semantics aside. 12 million cash for the house, right? Mm -hmm. You should, I feel like, at. At at that point, you really shouldn't be squabbling with anybody about property taxes. No, that should not you should not be trying to literally cheat the city out of property taxes, which is what you're doing. You lied about the fact that your property decreased in value. You lied about that so that you could pay less in property taxes for the house you paid twelve million in cash for. That is that thing where it's like at some point, if you're gonna vote for Mitt Romney, you're voting for a dude that is a liar. By the way, by the way let me let me get off politics for just a minute. I. Uh, had the extreme displeasure to learn about and watch dressage. Oh, the horse dressage, and you have to pronounce it that way. Yeah, no, I fucking. It's like oh, the rodeo oh, versus rodeo. I'm gonna get like I get violently angry watching it. I and, and I'm not one of these like uh, don't animals are not for entertainment. Some look, I my cat is for entertainment. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, this is but but just like it's. Ah, nothing drives me nuts worse than uh, people who have the money to convince other people that what they're interested in is fucking worth a shit. Just because they have the money to shut you the fuck up, were you to say otherwise. Uh, 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 goop, Goop Gwyneth Paltrow, singing a cunt, sing singing a goddamn country song and making a magazine is that like there's no reason on earth that you should have that but like you have a lot of money and nobody's going to tell you no and it doesn't matter if it loses money because whatever it's all pissed to you anyway but the dressage and and romney talked about dressage uh, during a uh, uh, uh in between an interview, it was like an off-the-air thing, Romney talking about dressage, which I didn't really understand. I just, thought, I just thought, oh, you've got fancy horses. But then to find out that it's an Olympic event, fucking... No, he was talking to Hannity, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was talking to Sean fucking Hannity, Mr. Son of the Earth. Looking at the Olympics and seeing that dressage is an event, 
Right? Like, I don't even right? care. Let I don't know, even bitch. care about the Olympics. Let them know, I, I don't even care about the Olympics. But Pitchforks. But, oh, my. It just... It, okay, literally, you're talking about somebody who's born into fucking millions. Because those horses, the horses... The horses that are involved with dressage are like a million plus. They're special. Like, you could fucking follow their lineage back a thousand years and find out the name. They named the horses. The name of the horses that made the horses that made the horses for a thousand years that made your fucking dressage horse. These are like million-dollar horses. So you're born into very much a lot of money. And every other Olympic sport, it's like I've been practicing since they were eight years old. The only people who have a fucking million-dollar horse at eight years old are people who will never have to work in their life. And I can't imagine. Farouk Assault in the building. I have a really hard time imagining that any human alive sits down to watch dressage and is genuinely entertained. I think... The only people in the audiences are fucking either hungover and they're like, whatever, I'll watch whatever the fuck is going on. Or people who fucking have a vested financial interest in the outcome of the game and or family members. There's no one who's like, oh, my God, dressage. This is awesome. How is that still an Olympic sport for onesies? And for twosies, Mitch. Mitt Romney is Mitch. involved with that Mitch. whole scenario. Can I tell you Him and the wife? that you probably have never seen the recent quotes from the writer of Ann Romney's dressage horse that said that people can afford dressage on a moderate budget? Did you see that? Look it up. Mitch, pull it up right now. I'm We're going to close it. No, Mitch, do it. Please, let's close it out on that. The fucking rider of the horse that you hate literally said that he hates people like you talking about how it's some highfalutin fancy thing because you could do that shit on a moderate budget. Pull it up. Ripopolis, I'm telling you right now, if you got stock in pitchforks, you need to double that, son. Dressage. I got dressage enthusiast, fine, Romney-driven attention, a mixed blessing. Oh, go. Fuck yourself. Bring it on. Ripopolis, with the torches ready, son. We about to go to the streets. Frankenstein style. Mary Shelley. What up, Lord Byron? We coming. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's just so like, hey, peons, look at this. It's so the emperor's clothes. It's so like, there's, nobody gives a Fuck about you and your stupid none fucking events. None of the fucks. Or the none fucking of horses. The fucks. Nobody we gives a shit about none of them. But you have all the money. And I mean, you the Olympic, got all the money. None of the fucks. The fucking the Olympic uh, uh, committee. Uh, it just who talk about corruption? Oh my oh god! Boy. Y'all motherfuckers. Oh boy! Yo, so y'all of course, motherfuckers if is multimillionaires grifters. are like, listen, we need you to keep this stupid event Grifter. that nobody gives half of half of a half of one percent. Of a fuck about. We need you to keep that open. We'll pay you millions of dollars just so we can be on TV and be like, oh yeah, my fucking dressage. So I can like, you don't have sort a sport of like, on TV. Uh, justify spending a million on this horse. I just, I, so I guess my thing is that like, that, that in a, in a, in a way, basically dressage is a metaphor for how fucking just out of Spickable. touch, out of touch with reality. And despicable and selfish and self-fucking-righteous you have to be as a person to be involved in dressage. It, 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 it's kind of a perfect circle. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's a circle of the, the worst human beings alive. It, it eats really. itself. There's it's very a, yeah. little redeeming qualities to their humanity. If you walked into a dressage conversation 
of all the people participating, you would find very little to redeem your faith in the human uh, uh, human spirit, I would say. I feel very confident about that. Except that maybe I would take that moment to read not- the quotes. Read the quotes about the fucking budget. I, I, I didn't find that when I was Googling oh, for it a moment ago. This but I'm just yo, saying. Mitch, this what man I, basically I would, said a middle class family you know, could afford dressage, son. Yeah. And what, on what ranch would, right? they, would they afford it? First, and now mind you, my mother, uh, had, uh, three horses on her, on her farm. They were all riding horses. I rode them. Uh, well, I rode like one or two of them. I didn't ride the one that she rode because she was like, this one will kick your ass. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I don't want to. Me and a horse are not going to throw down. <laughs> it will win. I get that. Um, but yeah, they were on a farm. Uh, but she also owned, eh, I don't know, 30 acres of land or some shit. She had a lot of fucking land for these horses that sat in a stable for the most part. Right. But, you know, they, they were allowed to run around and do their thing. She didn't really like fuck with them too much. Uh, but dressage horses, oh, they stay in those stables. Like. Uh, they're the most pampered you, you, motherfuckers. Oh, they're more pampered just, uh, than the people, son. Uh, just, I uh, just everything about it is. The dressage so horses are like those fucking dogs who, if you walk into, like, you oh, know, their like owner's the house, poodles and shit. No, oh, I'm yeah, saying like, yeah, there's yeah, more definitely. dog food in the kitchen than there is for human beings. I Have actually, you, if it was a crazy dog lady, like I'll kind of no, not a crazy, which is something like yeah, the one yeah, you know, yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they're like, well, we eat out all the time, so we don't eat food here. You know, like all the food in the kitchen is for the dog. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Like, just money, son. Sure. Just, just, just all the guaps. It's, it's like, it would, again, it's one of the things where it's like, if all you wanted to do is fucking ride on around on a horse. And by the way, literally, it, YouTube some <laughs> dressage <laughs> videos. Yo, it's, it's you know, like, Riffopolis. It's you a horse. Brush up on your dressage. It's a horse galloping in place to symphony music. And not even good symphony. It's like a like, floor dance in gymnastics, but with a rich person on a horse. Yeah, and by the way, rich person is doing nothing, literally nothing, except sitting on the back of the horse. They do not need to be involved. The horse would... They probably haven't even would, trained the horse. Would do everything. No, you'd have to train the horse to do the dance. Well, they, didn't, they didn't train the horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, not the rider. No, they're literally, they're just like, hey, look at this thing that's happening, which is, uh, again, metaphor for the Republican <laughs> Party. I mean, it's perfectly like you know, look at all the things that our country yeah, right. provides us that we've been fighting against our entire history but do you want a uh, part of that no you can't have that. yeah 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 but but it's like oh, yeah, america the wonderful and the great and god bless it and everything it's just ah, I, I i it's that level of like you need to give a shit about what i'm interested in i don't give a fuck that you don't have any money and i don't give a fuck that this is terribly boring but i have a lot of money and i'm going to pretend that i'm worth a shit it's it's that that uh, because I have all this money, and all of a sudden I can de facto make it yeah. look like I'm interested. And I mean, I, I get it. It's it's it in a, in essence a silly thing to go after, but it's a metaphor. You see, it's 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 the crux. It's the crux of that level of of just terrible people. It's it's you know what I mean. Like that you're like. And by the way, there's no other animals in the Olympics. There's no dolphin riding, which I would watch the fuck out of. By the way, P.S. Olympic Council, I would watch the fuck out of dolphin riding. Uh, but there's no other, so somehow you're going all the way there with a horse, which don't pretend that doesn't cost a million dollars. How are you flying to London with a horse? And don't act like you're just going to borrow a horse because you don't have any skill to make the horse do the dance yeah. that you taught it. No one's doing so, it. So like, you, you don't, don't just, have to bring, you don't just show up fucking, to a dressage. Event. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's no, there's you're no street ball of dressage. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have to fly that horse to London and, and, ah, just drives me nuts. So fuck them. In conclusion, Dreshaws represents everything that is wrong. And NPS, I can't believe 
that anybody who's struggling to have uh, to find a job right now would be looking to Mitt Romney to fix that fucking problem. He does not get. You're fighting for rich people to have more money. Like you're yeah, taking up the cause. All you're doing. You're taking up the cause of I don't have any money, but he's got a lot of money. I want him to keep his money. Like that's what you're fighting for. I know theoretically in your mind you're thinking, no, I'm fighting for when I get that money, I won't have to give it away. But no, you're fighting. You won't get that money. You'll never get that money. No, no. You will you're never get that money to make sure the person you. who already has all that money. Ha- it you gets will to keep never it. Get that money, so you get you never get it. You're ever you're cheerleading. Do you for understand that? that? You'll cheerleading never your oppressors. Get the money you think you will get because yeah. you'll vote for the people that will never give it to you. That would be like the Jews of Nazi Germany saying, "Well, you know, hail Hitler. After all, he's you know he's got a lot of good ideas. Yeah, right. He may not make the bread come, but he keeps the trains on time." That was Mussolini. Damn it. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't make. He the did trains. not keep the trains on time. No, no. Actually, I always. Not only I know. I, did the I always, trains I always not run on time, time, but all the infrastructure that took uh, up to his uh, uh, that was in place for the trains theoretically running on time had happened before he even rose to power. As it always does. So, yeah, you know, it always does. Yeah, but he made the trains run on time. Yeah. Reichstag fire. Yeah. So uh, anyway. That's the riff of the union. Um, and like I said, get the, look forward to uh, sometime in the next few months, Riffopolis uh, turning into a, a full-on podcast network. Somehow, I'll have to uh, figure out how we're going to get Teddy's very angry politics yelling at your face show <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> Although, yet again, going to have to come up we, with a I think, name. Well, thankfully, we have this recorded, so we know the first name that you came up with, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we can... That's the off-the-cuff uh, name. Yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, you know... You know what it is? It's going to be the working title, and then it's just yeah. going to be <laughs> become the thing. It's going to be... Whatever you whatever. name it will have to be colon... Right. very angry. It's gonna like even I guarantee you, whatever we name it, it won't be referred to that. It'll be referred to by the silly ass acronym that's you written listen down. Listen to the Teddy's very angry politics yelling, yelling at your face show. Yeah, he wasn't uh, yelling at my face; he's yelling at your face. Or I think it was very angry political yelling at your face yeah. show, not politics. That sounds silly. Well, you know, I yeah. mean, either way, I I be yeah. slicing somebody's yelling at your face. And uh, my sex and relationship show will just be called Mitch in your puss. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Uh, well, 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 Thanks for listening to Straight Riffin. You can catch all past and future episodes of Straight Riffin on the official website, riffin.net, R-I-F-F-I-N.net. Keep in mind, we do air live every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. to midnight for you East Coasters. You can actually watch that right on Facebook, on our fan page, facebook.com slash straight riffin. Like us, check out the Ustream page. You can even chat while we're doing the show. That's how we interact with the fans. We thank you so much for listening. Check out Riffin.net. Buy my album. Buy Teddy's album. We'll catch you again next time. And rip the fuck on, bitches. <laughs>